It's all about building for the future for the Nats. Which players have really stood out at spring training? I'll discuss next on this edition of the Talk Nats podcast. Hello and welcome in to this edition of the Talk Nats podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at TalkNats. BetOnline continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile device. Head to BetOnline today to become part of the team and remember to use promo code believe that's promo code b-l-e-a-v for 50 percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online the game starts here so in this edition of the talk nats podcast we talk about some of the young talent on the nationals as we know that this team is still in the midst of rebuild mode but they have some really great standout players that will help this team in years to come. And this is all due in part to the big trades of Max Scherzer and Trey Turner and Juan Soto and Josh Bell. Moves at the time that seemed like kind of the end of the world. You're a Nationals fan and there was nothing more crushing than to hear Juan Soto got dealt out to the Padres or that Max Scherzer and Trey Turner got dealt out to the Dodgers. But now we're starting to see the fruits of those moves uh, pay dividends, maybe not on the team this year, but you're starting to see them light it up. Uh, even in spring training, the future wave of Nats prospects are here. Uh, Tuesday marked the first start together for Cruz, Hassel, and Wood, offering a glimpse into what the Nationals' future outfield could be. Trey Lip- Lipsicum also got the start at second base while House came off the bench at third base, this piece in MLB.com, talking about that we're starting to see the next wave of Nationals players right now. And, you know, one player that really stands out in particular, and I'll talk about him a little bit more later, is James Wood. Uh, just a lot of pop in his bat. It makes you think, why? Why not now? Why do we have to wait to see him? Well, if you listen to the insiders and the ones that know the game the best, they say it's best not to rush these things, that even though he is... Hitting well, and he's hitting home runs in spring training. Oftentimes, it's against minor league pitching. In some case, maybe major league pitching that's not quite up to snuff compared to what they would face during the regular season. But kind of the general consensus is not to rush things. Davey Martinez said of the young players, we've been saying it, good things are going to happen, Martinez said. And we really believe that. We've got talented young players that are hungry, that are starting to understand who they are. I'm trying to give them opportunities to come up here and play a little bit, and they're doing really well, Martina said. I'm really excited about the future here. I really am. Things are looking bright. And one of those players in particular is Dylan Cruz. Uh, we remember Dylan Cruz, of course, from the draft last year. Taking a look at what he's done thus far in 2024 spring training, nine at-bats, batting average of 222, zero home runs, two RBIs. Uh, so taking a look at him, uh, obviously, 
Uh, he's more known for his defensive acumen, but uh, I, he also has some pop in his bat. I just think that, you know, to a certain extent, he is still getting acclimated to the bigger league game. You take a look at how he did in lower level A ball last season. He did very well. Then when he got bumped up a couple notches, he struggled. Uh, so it's interesting. But Dylan Cruz, 2023 Nats, first round pick overall, number two. Um, so, and taking a look at his history uh, at LSU, I think that the future is bright for Dylan Cruz. When Cruz, the number two overall draft pick last year, reflects on a game, defense stands out to him the most with the opportunity of playing together in the future. The outfielders already are establishing rapport as exemplified by Cruz Web Jam. If you remember the game earlier in the week where he dove for a ball and just made, I'm going to go ahead and say a big league dive and caught the ball in a, in, a, in a spring training game where I think a lot of the veterans kind of just mail it in. He plays the game the right way, Martinez said. He comes out of the box, runs hard. He gets after the ball in the outfield. He puts good swings on the ball. First ball, I know he popped up to second base, but that was a good swing. He just really missed it. He's going to be good. He really is. And he is one of the young talent on the team that, again, be patient uh, most likely, I would say almost assuredly, he will not crack the opening day roster for the Nationals on the big team. But there is still the distinct possibility, I suppose, that he could get a call up later in the season as the projections and, you know, how everyone has this team's trajectory is not making it to the playoffs. This is a good season for assessment. But Cruz saying, I felt like I got a good read on it. We were working with communication out there. So I told Hassel early that I had it and I was able to make a good play on it. Thanks on Hassel's part for trusting me. Uh, so the, the thing that's good about all of this is getting a look at these young uh, players, these young prospects for the Nationals all at the same time. Um, to see what kind of future the future Nationals outfield will look like. And Dylan Cruz, of course, there's a lot of hype. He's kind of a quiet guy. Uh, we saw him walk into spring training just very uh, nonchalantly. Hello, how are you doing? But he, he doesn't stand out in a room full of veteran players. He looks like he belongs. Uh, so talking about Dylan Cruz, I do think that he is going to be a huge, huge piece for the Nationals outfield in the future. I just think that patience is is uh, what we have to kind of adhere to. Another player that is really popping off the page is Robert Hassel III. Uh, Hassel continues to establish his offensive rhythm after dealing with lingering effects of a right handmade injury last season. And his stats sometimes don't look the greatest uh, if we want to take a look at last season, for example. Uh, but we know that he was dealing with that injury. But he has done a pretty good job, all things considered. Kind of stood out, I'm going to go ahead and say, in spring training at nine at-bats. A 556 average, one home run, three three RBIs. Uh, so taking a look at him in a small sample size, I think that he is trending in the right direction. Drafted 2020 by the Padres, round one, overall pick number eight. Uh, so another one, another player that we got in return for the big moves that were made. And uh, again, in the time, at the moment, you had to kind of question, were those the right things to do? So Robert Hassel was reflecting on his at-bat earlier in the week. He says, I was looking for a fastball, saw it, and I'm glad I did damage on it. He said, it's a humbling game. I saw seven change-ups for two strikeouts. You might only get one, and I saw that one. I was able to put a good swing on it. So there were a lot of people 
last year, insiders, the ones that know the game best, saying that maybe Robert Hassel is a bust. I think that he is finding his game in spring training, and that is reassuring for me as a Nationals fan. Uh, talking to some of the guys here, they've been really helpful with me, Hassel said. One of the main things is it's okay to load up too early. The first couple games, it's harder to get your timing down, but if I'm almost loading too early for 95, 96 miles per hour, that personally helps me see the ball and then see the off-speed as well. So it does seem as though that Robert Hassel is dialed in and ready for the task at hand. Another player that uh, most likely is not going to crack the opening night roster for the Nationals, but he is taking steps in the right direction. What are we talking about with Hassel? What are we talking about with Cruz? Uh, I'm going to say not this season, but potentially the following season that, uh, you know, patience is the is the correct way to look at it, that these players, we're getting a good look at them in spring training these names that kind of stand out is ooze and ahs like James Wood and Robert Hassel and Dylan Cruz it's not just about the ooing and eyeing and, and you know uh, pontificating on what kind of player they will be someday to see them playing with some of the other national players uh, out on the field there you get to kind of visualize what the future will be for the nationals in the future. Listen, there has been a lot of questions about the third base position for the Nationals. Uh, I talk about the Carter Keboom experiment. I've talked about Jamer Candelario. I've talked about that it's kind of been, you know, a swinging door uh, at that position. Uh, I guess, well, ever since Anthony Rendon left, and if you want to take the Wayback Machine uh, when Zimmerman played there as well. So they are looking for the face of third base for the Nationals for the future, and I ultimately believe that they have it in Brady House. Uh, Carter Keboom is going to get his opportunities, but ultimately, um, and, you know, make no mistake, I don't think that Brady House is going to be ready to go the first day of the season in the big leagues. I'm not saying that, but I think that he is kind of moving his way up that one, given the opportunity, when given the green light that, hey, kid, it's your opportunity at third base for the Nationals, I think that he will crush it. And I think it's about time uh, because, you know, you did see glimpses of greatness, um, from Carter Keboom, but I would say at the end of the day, uh, he's been uh, pretty inconsistent. So we're hoping for bigger and better things from him. We hope uh, that when he is given the opportunity that he can do that. But talking about him, like Hassel, House previously was hampered by an injury back. He feels 100% healthy and ready to go for the 2024 season. The youngest player in big league camp at age 20. He is feeding off the familiarity of his teammates. I played most of last year with all of these guys, Hal said, and getting to come here and do a big league spring training with them, and we're all learning together, and we're feeding off each other. That's the best part. And it's building a rapport uh, with these young guys. And I think that, you know, that's a very important thing is to create chemistry. But taking a look at what he has done thus far in four games played, nine at-bats, one run, uh, let's see here, three hits. Uh, so, on, again, it's it's one of the things I'm going to say is to tamper expectations. I think that oftentimes when you see these players up here, you think they're going hit, to hit a home run every time they're at-bat. That is not the case. But we're getting a good look at them under the big lights of spring training. 
getting to kind of watch what was going on at the beginning of the game, and then getting brought back in the back half of the game to help me out finish it out was great, House said. I was glad that I had an opportunity to go in, and then everything felt good. Uh, All things considered, what I've seen from Brady House this spring training is I think that he is trending in the right direction, and I think will finally be the answer that the Nationals were looking for at the third base position. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. I've been to this movie. Everyone said this about Carter Keeboom as well, is that he was going to be the guy I ultimately think that uh, Brady House comes from a better pedigree. He's got a better history and as far as I'm concerned. And I think that he will be the answer to what is ailing the national. And the player I'm most excited to see when he finally gets his opportunity on the big team during the regular season is James Wood. Listed as six foot seven. He has a swing that reminds me of Josh Bell. All power, all impressive. Why not right now? Patience, Dan. The outfielder hit his third home run of the spring training on Thursday, taking St. Louis Cardinals pitcher Kyle Gibson yard for a solo shot in the top of the first inning. The bomb came on the heels of Lane Thomas's very own homer as the two went back-to-back to to open the game. Uh, Just most impressive out there, writes Fan Nation. And That's what I'm talking about. Right away when he swings and he hits for a home run, and then he hits another home run, he seems to do it so effortlessly. Six games into spring training, Wood is 7 for 14 with three home runs, five RBIs, six runs, three walks, and two strikeouts. He boasts a 1.731 OPS through 17 plate appearances. Wood has recorded at least one hit in each of his appearances in the Grapefruit League thus far. So, you know, I know what they say. You got to be patient. You know, we don't want to rush these players along. But for the players, especially these prospects, for me, James Wood appears to me to be the player that could potentially crack the roster. And I know that they want to wait. I know all those things, but most impressive. Wood was the San Diego Padres' second-round pick in 2021 MLB draft. He was one of several prospects traded to the Nationals in exchange for Juan Soto and Josh Bell at the 2022 deadline alongside shortstop C.J. Abrams, starting pitcher Mackenzie Gore, outfielder Robert Hassel III, and starting pitcher Jarlin Susana. Very impressive. Through 231 career minor league games, Wood is a 291 hitter with 41 home runs, 175 RBIs, 48 stolen bases, and a 915 OPS. He made appearances at 2022 and 2023 spring training as well, only to go a combined 0 for 7 with a run, a walk, and six strikeouts. Wood is currently ranked as the number two prospect in the Nats farm system and the number 14 prospect in all of baseball per MLB Pipeline. Baseball America has him ranked number 11 overall, while Baseball Prospectus has him slotted in at number seven. Again, it's just huge. They said six foot seven. I've heard different things here. They have him listed as six foot six, 234 pounds, 21 years old, finished last season in double A. So it is unlikely he is deemed MLB ready by the time opening day rolls around. He is projected to make his big league debut in 2024. 
though, so it may not be as long until Wood is showing off his power at the highest level possible. Again, of the players that I spoke about in today's podcast, he is the one that has me the most excited about seeing what he has in the tank, and he impressed uh, you know, right away, once the game started getting played, showing off that pop in his bat, a quiet guy. An interesting thing is that when he, uh, after his first couple games there, when he showed off his power, that all the beat writers, all the press wanted to talk to him. And he's like, well, wait, what's going on here? And they're like, listen, kid, when you got that kind of pop in your bat, you're going to get a lot of questions from us. So I think that we're just starting to see just the beginning of James Wood's career. The big thing that I, that I want to, that I'm cautious of is I've seen this movie before and it was the Juan Soto thing is you get these players, you develop them, and then they get so good that you can't afford to keep them, especially if it's a Boris client or something like that. So uh, the thing that I hope for is that the Nationals develop these players, but then if they are what they want for the long term, that they give them the deal that's required. I don't want to go with Juan Soto, you know, a, a deal like that where he got dealt out to the Padres. I don't want to hear that uh, James Wood is going to get traded, you know, once he hits his stride. The learners, Rizzo, if we're all in on these players, we need to be all in on these players because this is the promise to Nationals fans that these were the players of the future you know, make good on that promise. You didn't pick up that starting pitcher that you said you were going to do. Do your level best to keep as many of these top prospects within the organization so we don't just develop them and then ship them out of town for kicking the can down the road for the next wave of prospects. We want to see this team in contention. You know, we've had the big name upper echelon players. We've seen Harper go. We've seen Juan Soto go. We've seen a lot of the big name players that the Nationals have developed, move on to other things. Let's be all in on these players as I perceive them to be pieces of the future. Show, I love spring training. You get a, a look at these guys, like I talked about earlier, that you're like, wow, that's the number two pick, or, you know, this guy's got a great swing. Um, and we're seeing it with a Nationals jersey on. Not, you know, playing in college, not playing in lower A ball. We're seeing it on the big stage, at least the big stage as far as spring training is concerned. It's assuring for me as a Nationals fan that despite the fact that the Nationals probably won't have the season that any of us had hoped for, this is going to be a season of assessment. How much better is C.J. Abrams? How much better is Kbert Ruiz? And is he going to be able to overcome and and, and not get involved in some of the, the ticky-tack uh, offenses that he's been involved in thus far, as far as being a catcher? I know he was going down to one knee, but then all of a sudden there has been calls against him for interference, those types of things. So uh, it's going to be a season of assessment. Can Kbert Ruiz, can he overcome? How much better is C.J. Abrams with another year under his belt? And then also just kind of taking a look down uh, the way a little bit. How is Cade Cavalli going to be when he makes his return? And those types of things. That's what I'm excited about is to see the maturation of these players and how they are growing into their roles. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of the Talk Nats podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And I'll talk to you again next time.